Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Welcome, everybody, to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray. I'm super excited about today's show. We have got two amazing guests coming up. But first, before we get started, Patreon shout-out time. Our newest patron is Ms. Zoe Rabel. She's been on the show. She's a friend of the show. She is also uh, an amazing player. She's one of the top players in the world. And also she is one of the advisors for the Women's Advisory Board. Zoe, thank you so much for your support. I know you love the podcast. I think it might have been the pin that drove her over because we got these amazing new pins as specialty gifts for all of our patrons. So if you want to be the kid with the coolest enamel pin ever, you got to sign up and be a patron. So thank you, Zoe. And thank you again to all the patrons of the show. But you're all like, I'm tired of hearing about the patrons, Lauren. I want content. I was like, that's that's what I do. That's what I give you guys. All right. Today's show, we're talking about the Twippies, and I have two amazing guests. First of all, our first guest, you know her. She's coming back. Welcome back to Miss Emoto Arcade. Yay! And super excited to have you back, Emoto. And our second guest actually has the distinction of being the first official guy guest on our show. And I know, drum roll please, from (laughs) Dallas, Texas, help me welcome Carrie Hardy. What's going on, guys? I'm I'm a little flattered. Yeah, they are going to be super duper jelly because (laughs) the timeline for the show is podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. And you are definitely a friend of the show, Carrie. You've been super supportive of me. Carrie and I have been Facebook friends for a while, but this is the first time we've actually like chatted with each other, like, you know, on video or anything like that. So I'm excited to have you both here. And the reason you guys are here is because you guys got the coolest job in pinball. You are the host for the 2020 Twippies. Yay! It's like it'd be, it'd be a lot easier if we were doing it live. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, uh, I was, I was bummed to hear, you know, uh, you know, that, that they've closed earth. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a bummer, but I'm excited to, to talk Twippy stuff with you guys and it's going to be super fun. But Carrie, for folks who don't know you, um, can you give us your pinball origin story, where you started out with pinball and where you're at today? In a world. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, origin story. So essentially, it all started. I was, it was probably about eight, nine years ago. A buddy of mine at work, I saw Texas Pinball Festival shirt, and I was like, Pinball Festival, what's that? And then he explained it to me, and I was like, Well, that sounds awesome. And a matter of weeks later, he asked me if I was interested in an arcade machine. And I was like, I've always wanted to have an amusement machine, whether it be arcade or whatever, in my own home. I think it's everyone's dream from back in the early 90s, 80s, and all that stuff. That's just why a lot of us have them in our homes today is because we played them as a kid. We want them in our house as an adult. So I was like, yeah. So he sold me a Tekken Tag Tournament. And I was I was super stoked to get one of these machines in my home. And I started to basically open it up and figure out how it works. And I was like, well, this is nice, but I want every game. So then I studied up on turning it into a MAME arcade, which is multiple arcade machine emulator. So I converted it to a MAME. And then eventually I went to an auction. And that was my first auction here in Texas. And we saw like hundreds of machines. And it went on till like 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock in the morning. There were so many machines at that time. 
And at that time, I only had one machine that was ready to be loaded onto the trailer. It was close to the end. And then basically everyone's in front of me. I'm texting the wife, telling her, hey, I'm only going to be bringing this machine over. I didn't get a pinball machine, even though I wanted one. And then I hear the auctioneers say, and so no one here wants a pinball machine for $25. And I just raised my hand. I was like, I was like, I do. And he's like sold. And I didn't know what I bought. And then like the crowd parts. And then I saw what I just put my $25 down on. And it was a uh, Bally Sea Ray EM machine. I want to say it was 1976 or 78, something like that. And uh, it was an old EM and it had definitely seen better days. I mean, the back glass was more glass than it was art. <laughs> uh, the play field was intact. But it definitely didn't work, didn't power on. And so then I got some some crap from my brother saying I bought a $25 uh, paperweight. So we ended up getting it home. I fixed it eventually. And then I've been mesmerized by pinball ever since. And uh, it was one of those things where I was like, cool, but I want to upgrade from an EM. I liked machines and how they work, but I wanted to upgrade to a solid state. So then I moved on to a solid state machine and then eventually moved on to a DMD. And then eventually over time period, have a collection here and just been buying selling. And now I'm actually a part-time operator. So I have machines on locations as well as in my own home. And then eventually it turned into just me being a collector operator to turning it into even more of a passionate hobby by going onto YouTube and started filming and recording what I was doing with machines. And then it just became to where I was like, you know what? I'm going to, this is just something I'm going to do because I'm going to be doing it anyway. So why not just, put it up there for everybody else to take a look at and see what they think about it. And that's essentially where it's at. Carrie has an awesome series of where he's been um, fixing up his getaway. And so every episode is like the next step, the next step. So we all log in and follow it on and live vicariously through his rebuilds and hope that we can do the same. You're inspiring us to work on our pins. <laughs> Yeah, I completely agree. I've enjoyed watching the Getaway series and just a lot of creativity and just uh, you have a lot of knowledge that you give out to the YouTube and video audience. So I really appreciate that. And you can see how passionate you are when you watch the videos and how excited you are. I, when Carrie got on the line for our podcast, I was literally watching his uh, uh, reaction to Heist, which is the new Multimorphic, which I'm super excited about. I was like, I, I didn't get very far because all of a sudden I'm like, oh, you're here. So I'll watch it later. But, uh, but I'm excited to see See what you think about it. I want to play that game. It looks good. I I would have loved to have played it at TPA. Yeah, I know. I was super excited about it. And I feel that with this, I liked Lexi Lightspeed. It's actually my favorite of the multimorphic games. But I feel like with Heist, it looks like he built that world under glass since you have that back end. Mm -hmm. And there's so much more of a storyline behind it. And I'm, I'm excited. Like, I'm really, really excited. I was bummed that, you know, we're not going to be able to see it at TPF. And I was hoping to go see it because he was going to have some folks come through the studio in Austin. That didn't happen because you know the world closed down so but uh, yeah. but you know um i i just really enjoy your content so i i'm excited that you guys got tapped to uh host the twippies because i think of both of you are such amazing content creators and i'm like oh this is going to be super jazzy you guys i'm excited uh between emoto and carrie this is going to be a lot of fun so uh and we'll start with you emoto how did you get roped into hosting the twippies with marco specialties working with them they have been sponsoring the Twippies for the past several years. So when it came around to sponsor again for this year, now that I'm on their team, I was like, yeah, we're totally in it. And we want to help the live production 
look even more spectacular, you know, add some colored lights, you know, help with the cameras and everything like that and do all the uh, video feed, you know, the rolling of who the, not the presenters, but who the uh, nominees and everything are. So I was already working with Jeff closely on that and creating all the assets for the live show. And then Zach and Greg dropped out in about mid-January. Um, for whatever their reasons are, they dropped out from being the hosts. So Jeff was kind of running around trying to figure out who should be the host and working with Ed Vanderveen, who's helping him trying to figure out who should be the host. And Jeff kept asking me, oh, why don't you just host it with someone? And I was like, yeah, I'll host it as like the backup of the backup of the backup because also I have to run the Marco Specialties booth. I'm in, responsible for my team, which would have been like 10 to 12 people there from our company. You know, I need a, I had a lot going on. And that was uh, very, at first, just being like, I am absolutely honored to be asked to host, but that's a huge endeavor. And I don't want to shortchange, you know, the audience by my, bad performance because I'm thinking of 50 other things, you know, what's my crew going to eat for dinner tonight? Oh, I didn't order it yet. Uh, sorry. That's my puppy, puppy dog, 10 year old puppy barking. Um, but after asking around and it seemed like everyone that we were kind of like loosely suggesting or asking they all just wanted to go to Texas Pinball Festival and party and enjoy the show and not be responsible <laughs> as a host. Uh, I kind of wonder how far down the line I was I know. to be well, an ass now. Okay, I'm I like, wait a minute. You. So I thought I was like at first. Like- so I was very like, okay, if I'm going to host, my co-host needs to be someone ideally that I already know I have a relationship with and we could you know, jive off of each other. So like Jeff Teolis was brought up a lot, but you know, he plays in the Texas wizards tournament, which is also a Stern pro circuit event and everything. So he was there, going there for points. So he didn't want to host with me. He was like, screw you, Emoto. <laughs> I got, I got to make my whoppers. Um, so Ed brought up, what about Carrie Hardy? And Jeff and I were like, Hmm. And then I was like, Carrie seems really cool, but I've never really like super interacted with him. I don't know what it's going to be like to be on stage. And then Ed was like, well, I'm going to set up a blind date with you two where you guys have to talk on the phone or on a video Aww. chat. And, <laughs> and I was all like, that's yeah, the thing was, that was essentially what ever like Ed contacted me. He's like, so what would you say about hosting the Twifties or your co-hosting? Totally and I was like, I was like, well, who would the other person? He's like, Emoto. And I was like, it's like, yeah, I, I know her. And we've had like a little bit of chit chat, like in person at Expo. And we know of each other, but we've never really had a conversation. So we don't know how the, the, the Pong the tournament between us would work. Yeah, we don't know the chemistry very well. So I told her, I told him, I was like, I was like, I, I pre accept. I was like, but I would definitely like to be able to talk to her and just see how we are together and stuff. So that's why I started messaging her back and forth and everything. I was like, we need to set up a time where we can 
uh, talk and everything and just, you know, see how things are between us and stuff like that. I'm such an introvert. I was just like, oh, gosh, I'm dreading this. Even though I know Carrie's cool and it would have been okay, I was just like, I'm nervous. Well, what's what's good is that I, I grew on her. I'm like a fungus, you know. So and, now- and she <laughs> fell in love with me, and then now here we are co-hosting. I know. He can't get me out of his life now. He's like, what have I done? <laughs> Like she stated before, that we're so used to doing content where we can go in and we can edit. We don't do like any live stuff. And so that was going to definitely be interesting and a lot easier, especially on her part, because she's putting a lot of effort into doing the show and editing and stuff like that. I'm merely contributing, but she's doing the primary all of it and stuff like the most recent teaser was a a little bit of both of us on our ends when it comes to stuff it was primarily me but this whole hour plus long show she's doing all of that editing and post work right there i do not envy that job at all (laughs) so co-star producer director Mm -hmm. editor you're you're wearing all the hats for this one (laughs) emoto yeah i am but i'm sharing my hats with carrie and jeff and we've all been working together in this awesome Triforce or Trifecta together. And it's been a really fun experience. We shot all of our pre-recorded stand-ups on Sunday. And that took like, what, four or five hours to shoot the whole thing. And it was hilarious. We were laughing the whole time, but it was still stressful. And we would mess up and we would make fun of each other. And then my dad decided to like start working right outside of the garage where I was shooting at some point. And there's another point where I see in Carrie's frame, like this little head pop up. You just see like the top of a head come and Carrie looks down. And he's like, your nap's not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to like his three-year-old who escaped. <laughs> so we- that should be like an intermission at the Twitter. <laughs> your nap's not over no, yet. Yeah, the dogs, dogs barking. Yeah. It was all sorts of things. But Carrie was just like, this is why we're not doing it live. Uh, because we humored that idea. It was like, well, we could just do it live and then have all of our pre-roll asset stuff and you know drop it in live and stuff like you know if i was ken cromwell i'd be able to do all that stuff in my sleep he's so good at just right now they're doing flipping out pinball on twitch and him and steve Beatty are in two different locations both at their houses yet they're still on the twitch stream and i'm just like i don't quite understand that technology yet i could if i worked on it but i know video formats and stuff like that so we're going with a premiere on youtube and we're gonna have a chat room so it'll have a live type of feature but we don't have to worry about our internet latencies or any type of craziness that's um, the thing is that we had so many obstacles but- that we're having to <laughs> basically figure out what's the easiest slash best way to work around the fact that we have to remain in quarantine and hundreds of miles apart but yet still give everyone a show at the same time as if we are together. So that's why I was like, I believe our best method of doing this is going to be through the YouTube premiere um, because that still makes it to where everyone can watch it at the same time. They can't fast forward through. So it's not like a release of a video or anything like that. Everyone's watching it, seeing the same thing at the same time. And uh, that's that's been the definitely the, the most big deal about it. I was like, yeah, we could do it live, but you're bringing in a lot of possible cons. I was like, internet connection, uh, anything could go like, wrong. Come on, Carrie, we'll do it live. And hurt herself, which is very common here. And then hmm. so I was like, I, let's just do a pre-recording and do a premiere, so that way we can just sit back and enjoy the show with everybody else and 
and be integrated into the chat room as well and stuff. Yeah. So I've been editing nonstop, <laughs> but it's been awesome because the pinball community, all everyone kind of came together and we have 22 categories. We have like 22 presenter videos and, you know, everyone got on their cell phones and cameras and sent us in content to use. So you're going to see a lot of familiar faces from different people in the pinball community and industry. So it's been a lot of fun editing it. It's just like the time, the clock's ticking and I'm like, Oh God. (laughs) This seems like it's kind of a first time for both of you hosting an award show. What have you thought about the process overall? Like, you know, I mean, yes, it's been a lot of work trying to get all the pieces together. You've got the 22 presenters and yours truly is a presenter. I'm just going to say that because I already, I love how excited you are in your video. I was super excited and I'm like there by myself. Oh my God. I'm high on life, y'all. High on life. What has the process been like for you, Carrie? It's been different. Um, I, I, I use that. Because I think that's, that goes both ways for both of us is because we're used to, and and that's usually a typical thing, even when it comes to big movie deals, is that whenever, and we haven't had any conflicts of creativity or anything. There hasn't been any conflicts. No, the, the collaboration has been really awesome, actually. Yeah, yeah so there is, there's always been like, hey, what do you think about this? And like, oh, it looks good. How about a little tweak here, whether it be volume or whatever, something, you know, a frame off, whatever. It's always something very small, and it's always, you know, uh, to make it better. There's never been a just like, no, this is what I wanted to. We have had, we've had no, like, this is what it's going to be or nothing at all. It's been very... Um, been very good on that end. And that was one thing that I was going to be concerned about was that there was going to be conflict, but there hasn't been conflict. It's all been good. And that's because mainly because the things that she's shown me so far, I'm like, I couldn't have done better. So <laughs> like, and that's my thing. I was like, I was going to be better. That looks better than what I would have done kind of thing. So it's, it's been different because both of us are more than likely, especially me is used to doing everything by myself. So whenever someone else is taking taking the the weight or doing things and I get to sit back or not have to worry about it. That's been cool. But otherwise it's always been me figuring out ways to put a camera somewhere to do this and then filming it, recording it, and then looking at my camera and realizing it wasn't recording. And then I got to do it all again, stuff like that. I don't have typically anybody else. And if I do bring somebody else in, they're going to end up doing it wrong. Sometimes I'm like, no, just I'll hold the camera and talk. It's it's fine. I'll do it. I'll do it all. It's fine. (laughs) Fuck, get out of here. Yeah, you had your chance. I'll hold the camera. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I, I'm excited. I'm really excited about the, the content you guys are going to bring. You know, the creativity is just going to be off the chart. So I'm excited that you two are our hosts this year for the Twippies. And the third person that we keep on talking about, and you guys know him, Mr. Jeff Patterson himself, Mr. Twip. Ooh. And he is amazing. And Jeff, thank you so much for putting together this award show. You're kind of the, the heart and soul of it. And you've had to go from plan A to plan B to plan and F. So, you know, um, evidently I'm playing Z. I mean, I'm not sure many people they went through to find the number me. one now, Carrie. That and it's like, how did Carrie get the popular? I'm, I'm not that popular. Evidently, I'm pretty far down the branch. Yeah, totally trolled him this so morning. they finally said, screw it. We'll just see if Carrie wants to do Is it. Is Carrie free? All right. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited to see what you guys come up with. But one of the things I wanted to do was for folks who are new to the Twippies, who, who don't maybe know about the award show, kind of go through some of the categories and and talk about the nominees 
Just a precursor, you guys. We're not going to tell you the winner and you're not going to get the top three. I already asked. So, I mean, yeah, we're we're not getting that. So, but I'd love to talk about some of these categories. First big category, game of the year. So there was a lot of games on this list. And the the qualifications for game of the year were games that were shipped to customers between December 1st, 2018 and December 1st, 2019. So, um, you know, there's a lot of heavy hitters on this list. You know, you have Black Knight, Sword of Rage, Cosmic Carnival, Elvira's House of Horrors, Jurassic Park, Medieval Madness, the remake, but only the light show and display animation part of it. Munsters, Oktoberfest, Star Wars Home Edition, Star Wars Comic Edition, just the artwork, and then Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. So that is a wide range of of pins. Are there, um, I, you can't tell us the winner, but are there any of them that like were really like maybe your top two or three that you guys really liked overall this year? Uh, yeah, going through, and then something that we, we stressed in the show at one point, it was like, hey, this was people's choice. You guys voted for the winners. There is no like, hey, we preferred this. This is what we're going to go with. So without a doubt, there are certain categories and uh, certain nominees slash even winners where me and Emoto were like, really? You want to do a recount? Are you sure? <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> Are you sure? I mean, like, okay. did I get the wrong envelope? Yeah. I was like, is this, is this right? Remember the vote. I'm like, we're like, okay. Every, everyone voted. This is what they voted for. This is who the winner is. So this is how it's going to be. So definitely, without a doubt, there's going to be some surprises on what people will think a winner is going to be and who it's actually really going to be. Um, a lot of them. A lot of them. I definitely do agree with. And some of them, I'm just like, eh, well, I could see people's perspective on that or what people think about it. But and it's always to each their own. And that's the joy of this is that it is People's Choice Award. There's not just a committee. Committees set up the voting process and everything online, secure process. But yeah, it's not the Oscars. This is People's Choice. That's why we make sure we specify on certain categories that it's favorite, not best. Yeah. And trust me, there was one point where I, I forgot when we were recording which one it was, but I I said best on accident, and like Jeff's like waving <laughs> me down to stop talking, like, and I was like, what did I say? Did I say best instead of favorite? Oh, okay, wait, we got to do that again. For some of these games, I mean, some of them are surprised me. Who was your favorite? What would you? What? Who did you vote for? You can say who you voted for now, right? Yeah, we want to know who you voted for. It was tough for me for for my like Lauren's top three. Um, it was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Jurassic Ooh. Park, and Black Knight. Those were my top three for the year, and I voted for Jurassic Park. Ooh. I love Jurassic. I mean, they're all great games. Um, I really liked Willy Wonka. Like it was kind of like neck and neck between Willy Wonka and. Jurassic Park. But for me, Jurassic Park, I can't get enough of that game. And the deeper the code goes, I mean, I'm just more, I fall in love more and more every time I play yeah. that game. So I, I hope, I'm fingers crossed that it wins game of the year. But all of these games are really great. The only ones where I kind of like, I'm like, that's weird, is this like the art edition and like the medieval madness thing. Like, I'm like, ah, eh, they've already come out. Like, I'm like, it's kind of one of those, like, you can't see me listeners, but I'm doing the kind of hands like, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> um, but you know what? I mean, the, the comics, the comic edition was a really cool yeah. art package. I really liked it. Yeah. The Star Wars home edition, even though it was still Star Wars, did change the way that game plays. And uh, the light show and display for Medieval Madness was actually really cool, the way they kind of like stepped it up with with that remake from uh, Chicago Gaming. I was laughing yeah, cool. earlier because Lauren 
described what the category was. Were you reading off of something or did you come up? Like, were you reading a text of what the category details were? Because we should have had that when we were shooting. Um, a lot of the times we're like, all right, we're going to explain this category because it seems kind of complicated. And then we're like, how do we explain this? I was like, man, we should have just had Lauren over here just moderating yeah, our shoot. And be yeah, like, certain this ones- is what it means, guys. Yeah, certain <laughs> ones were self-explanatory. Other ones were like, we need to get a little bit more detail on what people think about this particular category. We need to make sure people understand what rookie of the year is and stuff like that. That's very a very broad. So we wanted to make sure we described each category, the ones that needed it. And some of them doesn't need a description on it because it is self-explanatory. The category I got, it was really one of those, okay, so I get an email from Jeff listeners and it's like, hey, Lauren, we want you to present X category. And I'm like, uh, uh okay, yeah, sure. That's going to be super exciting. Okay. Uh, I don't know what to say. And the category I got, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be fun. But I really did think of, okay, when they present at these award shows and I want my little speech to be fun and cool, but I'm going to have to give a little description of what I'm presenting. So I kind of did a, hey, this is a moment where you kind of get to, you know, do your own thing. And I, I, I'm glad it came out well because I literally put a phone on a tripod. I got like 20 minutes to do this. So I was like, got it done. It, w- it was fun. It was fun, but it was very nerve wracking. <laughs> I can't imagine doing it for a whole show. Well, you're going to see that everybody did their own little thing as their own, yeah. whether it be whoever the victor is and the presenters and stuff like that. Everyone had their own phone or their own camera, their own little setup. And so everyone's got their own little way of uh, doing it. So. And we mess up a few times too. And a few? I mean, like a few? me a lot. <laughs> and you know what? I just kept that in because it gives a nice little live aspect to it. And I mispronounced a lot of words. And uh, it's, instead of doing another take, we're just going to roll with it. And yeah, so there was everyone definitely feel some free to make fun of us because we, we'll we wanted to have cue cards or index cards. And I wish I would have or something Other to keep us. Yeah, teleprompter or something like that. And definitely, if it would have been live, we would have had index cards to make sure we don't forget who the next presenter is or the next category (laughs) is. We're going to have plenty of bloopers at the end of the show to show you how often we were like, all right, the next category is, I don't know. (laughs) Or stuff like that. Do you want to edit that, by the way, Carrie? Because I was thinking about that and I was like, how am I going to have time to edit the blooper reel? Oh yeah, I can start going through, but I've only got my end. Oh, That's the thing. So, mine. oh man, okay. maybe mm-hmm. you do the keys, and it would look better than my keying. Keying out is hard. We can go into a whole other topic on <laughs> not on her podcast on how we're going to do the bloopers, but <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm like oh, wow, from here in the background yeah, and After Effects running. I'm multitasking because mm-hmm. every second counts, but it's awesome. It's Twippy Week. Twippy week. <laughs> it is twippy week. It's twippy week. So I know you guys have said like, hey, there's going to be some surprises. Is there one category where you were really surprised that you'd want to share? Like, where like, I did not expect that at all. Um... Like, oh, I see the faces. <laughs> what, Listeners, they're making scrunchy faces. There's going to be... <laughs> like, what did we, we... We got the list of winners, me and Emoto both on one particular category. We're like, really? You have to guess <laughs> which just, one it is, though. We're not going to yeah, tell you because that's... We're not going to tell you. But we were, pretty much, we were pretty much in sync on every other category on who we believe the winner should be and stuff, though. And there's just one where we were like... Especially whenever... 
she showed us what the nominees, the whole scenario looked like in full post-production. I was like, even the post-production proves our point <laughs> on who the victor should be. I was like, whatever, though. I was like, it's people's choice. You, you get what you get. All right. People's choice. I think, too, maybe since this is going back on the web and we emphasize the people's choice thing a lot and we'll have the chat box where everyone's commenting that maybe can generate more realization that for the 2020 Twippies, for the next year's round of Twippies, that more people actually vote. I mean, we have that problem with like the presidency, right? But <laughs> it's most important. Y'all need to get out and vote. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It's like, unless, and it's the same thing with politics or whatever you're into. It's like, dude, if you don't vote, you don't get to complain about anything. Yeah. This is what the people chose and you were going to live with it for 2020. Yeah, and I mean, there's some really fun categories, listeners. We have like the game specific, blah, 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 specific <laughs> categories, uh, best theme, best animation, best light show. Best toys and gimmicks, which I'm like, I'm really going like team flail from Black Knight. Y'all I love that thing. Uh, best theme integration, uh, best music and sound effects, best call outs, which I was kind of like, ah. I, I was interested because of that breakout between music and sound effects and call outs. Cause I was like, ah, do those go oh, together? Yeah, Don't a little know. bit, but you know, the big difference is the call outs are those iconic things that you walk around and you see your pinball friend you haven't in a while and you're just like I don't know I can see or something <laughs> that and then everyone yeah. chuckles because you know what I was just right pinball. you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> those are the call outs yeah <laughs> best sound effects is the sound of a t-rex going wah, wah. <laughs> uh, best rules best play field gameplay and layout Best artwork, and then of course, game of the year, which we just talked about a little while ago. I think the the interesting part of it is always the writing categories because these are not game specific, and you know these are these are the ones where it gets spicy, y'all. Super spicy, like spicy.com yeah. spicy. Um, you know, you have favorite favorite streamer, favorite podcast. I was a nominee. I'm just yeah. saying, y'all. Um, favorite pinball YouTube channel, favorite pinball mod. Uh, favorite homebrew, uh, rookie of the year, which was a very uh, contested category for this year. Uh, favorite competitive player, favorite pinball website, twip.com. Woohoo. Uh, the favorite pinball publication. Come on. Yeah. I mean, like, y'all, if like Jeff doesn't win, that's like sad, man. He like, I put on an award show and I didn't win the award. I'm like, come on, this week in pinball. Favorite pinball location, which I, I got to take a moment to to talk about this one with everything going on. We're hearing so much about carcades closing because of everything going on in the world. Uh, to me, I think that's going to be a, a real special category. And, and I'm, I'm putting a lot of love out there for our, our arcade operators. That should be a really interesting vote. Uh, favorite pinball convention, favorite pinball tournament, uh, favorite pinball league, and then favorite pinball topper of 2019. God, that's a tough one because I, I really did like the medieval madness sculpted cool, right? thing because that thing yeah. was pretty. That thing was awesome, and I mean, there was like some really cool. I like the topper from Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle. I mean, there's a couple that I really liked. I was like, there's a lot of different categories, folks. I mean, there's some really amazing things that are coming your way. So you've been through this entire process. It's recorded. It's in the can. It's done. Um, so do you guys think you're like, it's, it's not done. done. It's not done. I'd be playing Just the recording is right done. <laughs> the hard part really begins now for her. Oh my goodness. So, and we'll start with you, Carrie. What, what did you get out of this process? What, 
you know, you're invited to do the Twippies. You're like, okay, this sounds interesting. What did you take away from it? Like, was it what you expected? Was there anything you kind of learned about the process of, of an award show? Well, what I expected was to be in front of a live studio audience <laughs> or a live audience. That's what was expected. Oh, so whenever yes. that got true. So whenever we went to a different plan, it was definitely going to be, I think, even more out of my comfort zone because like we've said before, we're so used to doing things on our own. And that is, you know, something that's definitely out of my comfort zone that I'm so used to doing things by myself that I don't typically get feedback until post-production's done. Whereas we're doing it in the now, in the present, and I'm getting immediate feedback like, hey, Carrie, that sucked. Try it again. Or uh, don't look stupid when you say that or uh, whatever. <laughs> Something like that immediate feedback is like, oh, I, I, got, I, got, I got feedback immediately, not in my comment section. You suck or whatever kind of thing. It's like right then and there. So that was definitely an adjustment for me. Whereas uh, I definitely would have been a lot more fun and easier if it would have been in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, but the circumstances are what they are, and we are striving forward, and we're going to put on the best show that we can. Hey, I was wondering, too, like, do you think we will be asked to be hosts for 2021 for the next Twippies in front of a live audience? Or do we get another I think it depends chance? on how bad we suck oh, this year. Yeah. There's probably going to be voting for that, I mean, too, right? <laughs> there might be a voting process for that. Jeff will probably be like, man, I got a lot of bad feedback on YouTube. We're just going to go with. <laughs> we're going to kibosh that. And we're just already, gonna... Jeff, who else you got? I mean, you, you... <laughs> man, I was so ready for the live show, too, because Carrie's 5'11", and you know all of me. I'm a midget hobbit. And so I was going to have my Marco stool up there, and I was going to be standing on my Marco stool, like how I play pinball and. We're awesome. talking about like how what are we gonna wear? Are we gonna go all nice and fancy, wearing high heels. I was like, yeah. if you wear high heels, I'm wearing high heels too, just to make sure we keep that up there. From a you know audience perspective, I mean, we were all really excited, and you know, we can't plan what happened in the world, but I was like, I bought an outfit, I bought shoes. I was like, I had a whole thing going on. Now I'm like, depending, I'm like, should I have like a virtual watch party and wear my outfit? Then I was like, I don't know. Maybe I should save the outfit for next year. I was like, I'm having all these de- like moral dilemmas, but um, but yeah, I know it's like you had so much planned and invested in the live show, but I'm really excited about what's going to be happening with the video. I think it's going to be really cool. Emoto, like, so through this process, I mean, what were your takeaways from it? I mean, obviously you wanted it to be live, but what what are you excited about? What did you take away from this entire like video production experience? Carrie's my new best friend, whether he realizes it Aww, or not. Heart emoji. <laughs> um, I've been talking to him and Jeff like every single day for the past two to three weeks or something. It's wild. Um, so we've all bonded. Um, the biggest thing I take away, I mean, to me, this is, even though it's hard and it's tedious work and I keep cursing Jeff Patterson's name anytime I get frustrated and there's 22 categories. So that means 22 individual video segments that need to be edited together, <laughs> which is basically editing a feature length film in like a week. Um, I just keep appreciating every second of when I am editing it, I have a huge smile on my face because I'm dropping in like Jack danger presenting a category, you know, I'm dropping in you guys. Um, you know, just got, I just, I taught 
Steve Ritchie yesterday how to download Facebook Messenger and how to send videos over it so I could get his presenter video. <laughs> so it's been like a really fun and interactive um, thing to do with the community, even though, you know, we're not going to Texas Pinball Festival and I keep going on Facebook and seeing all my Facebook memories of the past shows and getting all like, boo-hoo, we're all supposed to be together right now. I got those this morning too. I was like, oh, but, man. Uh, we have a family picture we do every year in front of the DeLorean uh, there. And now we're going to have one year we don't have it. Jeez, I know. It's heartbreaking for everyone. But I, it's it's been a fun experience overall. Aw, I'm super excited, you guys. Uh, you know, for our listeners, again, the Twilbies are going to be presented on YouTube Premiere on Carrie's channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Carrie Hardy. And that's going to be at 730 Central this Saturday, March 28th. We'll put a link in the show notes. Of course, I'll be promoting it on um, my podcast page and wherever I can. But I want to thank each one of you guys for not only y'all, they ain't getting paid for this. Well, They're doing this yeah. all in their off time. Remember that. You know? <laughs> We're not getting paid. Nobody, <laughs> get, nobody gets paid. Yeah. Um, but they're doing this to give content to the community. And uh, you know what? I'm excited because it's like I feel, and I know I, I'm not alone. That we are involved in a hobby that is so social in nature. And now we're all not being able to see our friends, and we uh, like the things that we're looking forward to. We we don't have to go to right now. But I feel like the Twippies, even in this format, is going to be such a boon and such a, a joy to everybody that I'm just super excited about it. I mean, yeah, it's not live, but you know what? I don't care. I'm going to get to see everybody, everybody's smiling faces, even if it's a video. I uh, thank you guys so much for all the hard work you put into it. It's it's really amazing. Thank you so much to you guys and to Jeff. Every time someone says that, I just get really nervous because I'm not done editing. Under yet. pressure. <laughs> I saw it in her eyes. I was like, we were communicating. We're both content creators. We know the amount of effort this is taking to do and everything. It's enough to just do your own green screen and key all this stuff out and work with that. Then you have to have two different people that make it look like we're in the same room and adjust audio and video. I, I was, I was like, I'm glad it's you, not me kind of thing. But you know, I was, <sighs> so I mean, by, it's, it's definitely going to be crunch time on her all the way. And people were wanting like an exact link for the video. And I'm like, I can't provide that until I have the full video on the channel. So until then, the link is essentially to my channel. But if, whenever she has accomplished the goal of getting the video done, I can get it uploaded. And then I'll officially have a link for that exact premiere to go to. Otherwise, uh, people can always go to the channel and subscribe and you'll be notified of whenever the channel goes live. And we're going to do 30 minutes live. Uh, the premiere is going to start earlier. So at seven o'clock central time. And just so it opens up the chat room and we'll have our sponsors roll a uh, real rolling at that time and give everyone a chance to like connect, make sure it's good to go get their beverages and their snacks, you know, put their kids to bed or whatever needs to happen so you can enjoy the show. And then right at seven 30, it's just going to explode. You'll hear Mark Silk's beautiful voice. 
Oh, nice. oh that's, so <laughs> that's so amazing. He's fantastic. Nice. Yeah. It, nice. it was one of those where they were like, oh, yeah, we can, we can, who we get for voice? And I'm like, I know a guy. Uh, so I contacted him and he was like all up for it. And so we just recently got some more stuff from him. And like the teaser, uh, it originally had different voice work in there. But once I got more stuff from Mark and I was like, I'm scrapping it. I'm doing it again. I'm putting Mark's voice in there because it sounds so much better than my my wife's. Like, I think you got a crush on Mark, and I'm like, his voice is just mesmerizing. When I met him, when I met him at Expo, when we were at the Beatty's house during the whole flipping out stream, and he was talking, and I had his ear, my his voice right into my ears, and I was just mesmerized by this man's voice. I'm like, I just want him to read me a story. I was like, <laughs> and he does so many different voices too. I, like listening and cutting together his voiceover into the video and. He just sent me, you know, the main track of all of the takes where Carrie's directing him and, you know, he'll, he'll do the great voice and then he'll go into like a old Jewish man voice or like a cartoon Bugs Bunny type voice and, you know, make fun of Carrie for a second and then go back to some other type of voice. And I had, I've been cracking up just listening to him. He has lots of range. <laughs> yeah, a very like wide range of <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Well, at the end of her show, Carrie, we have a segment. And Moto's already been on the show, so she's a returning <laughs> guest. She is not going to participate because we already know all her answers. We have a segment called Inside the Pinball Arcade, where we find out more about your pinball mind. Oh, Would you like to play? I don't want to get inside this head. <laughs> too late. It's too late. Too late. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. Question number one. What pin do you love? Uh, pin do I love? Jurassic Park. That is the one that just immediately popped in my head. That was a game where when I first saw it on stream, I was like, the game looks like a lot of fun. And then when I finally got to play it at Expo, I was like, this game is a lot of fun. So that's my answer for that yeah, one. I can't say enough about Jurassic <laughs> Park. I love that game so much. All right. Question number two. What game do you hate? <laughs> oh, man. There's so many. But the game to put on there where I just hate is any game that I'm not good at. Uh, <laughs> so all there's, a, there's a lot of games where I'm just like, I hate that. There's games where I'm in my own collection where I'm like, I hate this game. Why do we have it? I'm selling it. I hate this. So I'm like, going to turn it off. I walk away because I'm just not playing good. So any game that I, I'm not good at, I hate. So I don't think I have a particular one that I just don't like. Uh, I'm definitely more fond of others than other ones. I don't know if I have one that I just hate. Um, <laughs> there's, I don't have one that I hate. I just have some that I don't care for more than others, but I don't know if I have one that I hate. Uh, you, we'll have to talk offline. I no, can give you some of my, uh, no, the ones I hate. There's so, there's so many Stargate dumpster fire. Dumpster you, fire. It's funny is that the reason why I, I, do. The reason I, why do. I don't care for Stargate is because I'm horrible at it. And that was on my mind. I'm like, I had a Stargate cause I wanted it at first cause it was so cool looking. And then I was played it for like a long time and for months. And I was like, I don't know why I have this. I hate playing it. It's not like I hate the game, but just that I was not doing it very good. And you can only hear shoot the pyramid. Up the middle so many damn times. So I sold that thing and I was like, you can have it. I say you can have it. It's on location. But like, that's where, that's where I put it. <laughs> All right. Question number three. What is your favorite pinball art package? This can be back glass, play field art or cabinet art or a mix of all three. Ooh. Oh, man. And this is something that I, it's going to take a lot of thought. To, uh, I love zombie Yeti's work on like everything he's done. And, but I also love 
the work that Christopher Franchi has done as well. And I'm trying to think even my, even my own collection, I don't really have a favorite artwork package on any of my collection. My, I mean, it's cause it's all pretty basic older games, but just newer games. Cause those tend to have the most eye popping artwork. Uh, I love the, uh, the premium cabinet for Jurassic park. That was really good. Uh, mm-hmm. And I also love Sword of Rage. Sword of Rage has a great art package for it. Uh, I think I'm going to lean more towards Sword of Rage, though, when it comes to art style and the way I loved on that one. I, I love the art on that game. Nice. I don't know if we've had that answer for art yet. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I mean, every each art package, I looked at Sword of Rage when they revealed it. I was like, man, I don't know which one I like more because they are all good. But, of course, the best one, I think, it was the LE. And I was like, mm, man. It just looked awesome because I've always had a thing for Black Knights or the, the game in general. <laughs> that sounds bad. It's okay, Carrie. You can share your feelings yeah. with us. <laughs> this is a safe space. So. You, you're tapping into my subconscious. I didn't think I was ever going to say that. You. Uh, so question number four. What is your favorite pinball sound? This can be the um, soundtrack to a pin or a call out. Or, or any kind of sound of mech mates? Uh, spinners are always nice. Love uh, me a good spinner. Can, I, yeah, you can't, you can't, it's, you can, it's hard to mess a good spinner up, but it can be done. Uh, I think, or just call outs that don't get old, and but yet you hear them, but they don't get old. And that's, a, I think it's a very difficult thing to master. And um, as far as like, you know, which one I like prefer better. I, I mean, that's the thing is I, I like a lot of old games and they just have simple basic sounds. So as long as the call outs or sound effects are parallel to what I'm doing in the game. So if I hit something and I hear a thud sound or I hit a certain target and I hear a beeping sound, as long as it's coherent to the package, I think that's what matters to me because sound is a very big deal for me. Even so with just recently our, our work together, I'm like, eh, it's a second off. I was like, I was like, <laughs> like one second. I was like, I was like let's just, like, I was like, that's all I got to say. So was it you that, um, cause I heard your latest promo or the promo you guys released for the Twippies. I had, I was like, is that the white stripes? I love that song. Yeah. That yeah was, I was, was, it was very yeah. nice. I was like, mm-hmm. I hear it. I was like, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I'm a huge music nerd, um, big mm-hmm. time. And then, you know, I, talk about it all day listeners um the intro to the show is the music from tna so i mean there's nothing better than a really good soundtrack or really good yeah, sound package that tna soundtrack was i think the first one where I, I was just like all the time bopping my head to it when i first heard of that tpf years ago i was like man what game is that and i was like oh i remember this game last time i saw it it was a whitewood <laughs> kind of thing you know and so when i saw it again i was like man that just can't doesn't get old i mean just i, I don't know where to rock out or play the game <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. What is your grail pin? Now, I know you have a pretty extensive collection, but is there a pin out there that you either you might already own it or that you want to own above all other pins? Oh, Jurassic Park. That is the one pin that, as of right now that I I really want to get. I keep telling the wife. I was like, I want to sell Jackpot because <gasps> oh. I don't I don't I don't care about Jackpot. <laughs> out, of my, out of my whole collection, I look at Jackpot and I'm just like, <gasps> I don't like you. What? I don't know. I know it. And I play it. Trust me. I play it. And I'm just like, it's okay. But if I, if like, I, if I, had, if I had an option to like sell this one and put a Jurassic Park in its place, uh, yeah, I'd do it. Even though... Which version? Yeah, uh, premium, at least. 
Uh, I've played pro and premium, and I would settle for a pro, but uh, I want that moving T-Rex. It's your holy grail pin. Why not go for yeah. the LE? You gotta have the. Oh, but, okay, we can go for the LE, I guess, since it's a, a grail pin kind of thing. <laughs> oh, my but- God. <laughs> All right, I love that one. All right. <laughs> what is your favorite tournament expo to attend or play in? Oh, that's TPF. I'm a little biased on that. Yeah. But uh I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go with a TPF on that. Even though I've experienced expo now, uh I'm still gonna lean towards TPF. That was my first love and I'm gonna I'm usually pretty hard headed and stubborn, so I think I'm gonna stick with it. It's always a good choice. <laughs> it's been a popular choice. We usually say, we, actually, I usually amend that, but I had a feeling you were gonna say TPF. But uh, <laughs> usually, like, ed- okay, uh, what is your favorite expo or event to play in or attend that is not Pinburg? So, because mm-hmm. everybody was like saying oh. Pinburg, and I'm like, all right, besides Pinburg. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, I love the uh, TPF. I mean, I'm a Texas gal as well, so you know, we mm-hmm. got to give some love to to the home of. Uh, conference expo uh no that's a that's a great answer all right Mm -hmm. what person and this can be any person in history living or dead would you most like to play head-to-head or who would you like enjoy i can't talk today who would you enjoy playing pinball with the most and what you can't see listeners is a moto frantically pointing at herself uh (laughs) man uh i'm I'm gonna say bradley cooper uh that's a sexy man. He's he's uh, very pretty. Yeah. I, I, what was it? We just recently watched Limitless again, and I was like, man, his eyes are just so pretty. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like they are so pretty. But I, I am very comfortable with my sexuality. If I see a pretty dude, I'm going to be like, that's a that's a pretty guy. That's that's without a doubt. That person's better looking than me, or whatever kind of thing. But I mean, I, I feel like Bradley would be pretty cool to hang out with. Uh, I don't know if he's a pinball person or not, but uh, you can make him one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but reality wise, I uh, definitely would love to hang out with Emoto and play pinball. Aww, I think it'd be great. Super nice. Yeah. <laughs> we will. We will again. Uh, I love it. I love it. All right. Final question. What is your dream theme? This is a theme that has never been created, but that you would like to see produced by a major manufacturer. Never been created? Ooh. That's. Ca- <sighs> Because my dream theme is actually Back to the Future. And I've got the old Data East one. It's been created, but I don't want to count that one because that one's actually horrible. Oh, no. And I tell, pe- <laughs> and I te- and I tell people that. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I got it Back to the Future. It sucks. It's not a good game. I mean, it's I got it for the theme only pretty much. But I wanted to see a remastering of it. I want to see that game, what it could be and should be with modern day technology and using the movie assets and hopefully being able to get Michael J. Fox's actual image on there and stuff like that. There's just so much potential that that game could have. And I'm a sucker for back to the future stuff. So it's one of those games that more than likely, if it was to be announced, I'd be like, I don't care. I'm selling you. I'm selling you, or I'm getting rid of this. I'm going to make room. I'm going to get that pin in here, whether it sucks or not. And that's why I've got back to the future. It sucks. I got it sucks that I've got the game, but I'm not letting go of it because I put a lot of effort into restoring it as well. But if, if I had an option to where, so that's my option. Anyway, that's my dream theme is back to the future, but it's already been made. So I had to choose one that hasn't been made. And, um, I might lean towards more towards a, a video game. Maybe, uh, I feel like Sonic the Hedgehog would be such a cool one to do because he turns into essentially a ball and does all kinds of stuff in the games and stuff like that. And I know that I've seen one online at some expo at some point, someone did a Sonic game, but I would like to see one done 
fully mastered and everything and hopefully have some really cool loops like Hot Wheels should have had. <coughs> but like, you know, oh, the, uh, the get some loops in there. And I just think that that would be a pretty cool uh, thing to have with Sonic. But I'm a Sonic fan as well. So, no, that's a nice one. And I, you know, mm-hmm. I've seen some people, you know, with some homebrews for Sonic. And I think it would be fun even maybe to have like a little blue ceramic ball like they do in like Twilight mm-hmm. Zone or something. Yeah, because they even had a, they had a Sonic spinball. It was pinball for Sonic back in the mm-hmm. uh, early yeah. 90s and stuff like that yeah. so it, i think it just the theme and everything would just mesh so well and the, the those older games had a really good soundtrack in my opinion i love the soundtrack it's embedded in my childhood so <laughs> oh my god well you made it so you you, you survived <laughs> inside the pinball arcade and yay, yay woohoo! <laughs> right, again guys thank you so much for coming on the show thank you for spending the time to dedicate to the Twippies. And I know that I'm not only speaking for myself, but for the pinball community, thank you for taking the time. And we're, we're really excited to see what you guys present us on Saturday. Um, so Emoto, we'll start with you. Um, do you have any final words? And also where can people reach out to you individually um, to find out more about what you're up to? Uh, I'm sorry if the Twippies does not, Look very no, no, don't you talk <laughs> like that. Do not put that out there. I'm don't sorry. There. <laughs> this goes cuts to black for 20 minutes. <laughs> we just mark Silk's voice <laughs> and like us frozen on screen or something. Um, yeah, if people want to reach out to me, they can always hit me up on Facebook or emoto arcade at gmail.com and uh follow all our Marco specialty stuff because. That's my family, my pinball family. So working hard on creating more Marco specialties, Marco TV content after all this Twippy stuff is done. So I'm excited for that next. Yeah, I'm, I want, I'm excited <laughs> yeah. to be done. Yeah. Like That's the thing is that we're excited like to do it, but we're also really excited for it to just be done kind of thing. So yeah. <laughs> I want to play a video game or something. Yeah, uh, Carrie, again, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Do you have any final words? And then also, where can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Uh, final words. Uh, I hope everyone enjoys the show that Emoto has putting together for us all. Uh, us. us. You are doing all the all you us. are doing all the hard labor on this. People don't know a lot of the editing that takes the work that's going to require like, yes, we are all contributing, but you are the workhorse here. I'm seeing a nervous in your eyes right here. Uh, Cause I, I just want to make sure that, you know, like even like, yeah, it's, it's airing on my channel, but she's doing a majority of the work here. She is doing so much. And, uh, and I, I thank her for that because I definitely don't have any kind of time here without having to do all this work that she's doing. So I do not envy her, although I do treasure her all effort that she's doing to this. <laughs> Um, but if you if you want to contact me, you can contact me via Facebook. That's what people usually tend to do, or hardypinball at gmail.com. Uh, my channel is like was stated earlier, youtube.com slash carry hardy. 7:30 Saturday at 7:30 Central, Saturday night, March 28th. You can visit the YouTube channel. As soon as the, the live links out, we'll send that. But I definitely would just subscribe to Carrie Hardy's channel because it's super fun and lots of great content. Um, you guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. 
Um, I don't know who we're having on next week. I haven't planned that far ahead. I'm so, I'm so engrossed with the Twippies. I, I will eventually figure out what I'm doing next week. But you guys stay safe. If you guys want to reach out to the show, if you have somebody you'd like to see featured on the show, or if you have any witticisms, criticisms, any kind of stuff you want to say, backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com. If you love the show so much, you want to get yourself a free pin, you can go to the, the website, uh, backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm and sign up for our Patreon uh, subscription as well. Again, guys, thank you so much. And Emoto, Carrie, and Jeff Patterson, love you. Thank you guys so much. And thank you for joining us, everybody. Keep flipping. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping!